Hello, everyone. I'm Becca, dietitian by trade, mom 24-7, wife from the start, and when there's a few extra hours in the day, you might find me hitting the trails or on horseback. And I'm Kara, a therapist to women, a mom to a boy, an entrepreneur, mountain junkie, and a postpartum runner. And this is Fit for a Queen, a podcast that's devoted to the female athlete wanting to balance the teeter-totter of all the things we desire out of life as women. Performance, health, intellect, and taking time for self, even if we only get one minute out of the day. We're so excited to be bringing you the queens in the athletic world who have done just that. Okay, ladies, take a seat at your thrones, grab your crowns, and welcome to Fit for a Queen. Welcome back to the show, queens. We are so happy and excited to be talking to Patty Cisneros Prevo today. Let me tell you about her. She was a member of the USA Women's Wheelchair Basketball Team from 1999 to 2009, competing in three Paralympic Games, 2000 Sydney, 2004 Athens, 2008 Beijing. Team Team USA won back-to-back gold medals in 2004 and 2008, where Patty captained the team. She has won four National Wheelchair Basketball Association championships, including one as head coach of the University of Illinois Women's Wheelchair Basketball Team. In 2010, Patty played overseas in the Professional European Wheelchair Basketball League with Germany's Landil, winning three championship cups in an undefeated season. She currently coaches the Denver Lady Rolling Nuggets wheelchair basketball team. In the fall of 1996, as a freshman at Indiana University, she suffered a spinal cord injury in a car accident that left her paralyzed. Patty is happily married to Tony, and together they are proud parents to their spunky girls, Eliana, who is six, and Naya, who is three. Patty is also currently working on her first book, Unstoppable, about 15 female athletes with physical disabilities, which we're super excited to talk about today. Welcome to the show, Patty. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my uh, accolades sound so much better when they're read to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my goodness, they are amazing. And that is sort of my first question. What a career in sports you have, please. Can you share with us a bit more of your journey from suffering a spinal cord injury to becoming an Olympic medalist and now coaching the Denver Lady Rolling Nuggets. Tell us a little bit about how you got to this. Yeah, it's been a great journey indeed. Um, So in 96, I was in a car accident uh, as a freshman at Indiana University. And when I was doing my physical therapy, my therapist had seen that I was involved in sports before my injury. I played um, stand-up basketball, I did cross-country, ran track and field, mm-hmm. dabbled in volleyball. I was just an all-around athlete. And so she had introduced me to a guy named Tony, and he came in and showed me a little bit about wheelchair basketball. And we just talked about life, you know, as someone using a wheelchair. And I was in a back brace at this time, and I'm just like, this guy is crazy. Mm-hmm. But he... Um, you know, he planted that seed early on. And that was like, I think, three months post injury. And so when I transferred to do my outpatient up outside of Chicago, um, I got involved in the women's team of Chicago, we used to be sponsored by the Rehabilitation Institute of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And from there, you know, I learned about the Paralympics, I learned about all the collegiate programs in the US. And you know, once an athlete, always an athlete. And it really sparked my competitiveness again. So it was, you know, it started out 
as therapeutic. I mean, mentally, physically, spiritually, you know, psychologically, I just needed to be around people um, who were playing wheelchair basketball. Then that competitive drive set in Mm -hmm. and I learned about the Paralympics. And then, you know, I I started training. I I ended up finishing up my undergrad at Valparaiso University um, in Northwest Indiana. And then I taught for a year and then I stopped teaching because I wanted to pursue um, the Paralympic route. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the University of Illinois for my master's degree. And the University of Illinois has a long standing history and reputation of producing Paralympic athletes. Mm. Um, They have the oldest wheelchair basketball program in the world. Um, They have a very accessible campus. Um, I mean, wow, everything I didn't started, know that. That's awesome. yeah, everything started there. Um, uh, Tim Nugent is like the godfather of wheelchair basketball mm-hmm. and wheelchair accessibility. And it all kind of birthed at, at Illinois. And so, um, I had just made the team, my first U S team in 99. And then I transferred to the university of Illinois in 2001. And then, you know, then you're, your teammates with the most competitive people that you <laughs> ever meet. And so it just kind of took off from there. I, you Good know, training, right? Right, right. <laughs> you know, as student athletes, we were, we were up at six o'clock every morning, um, you know, on breaks, we were doing two a days, three a days, you know, just like any able body student athlete program, mm-hmm. you know, the wheelchair basketball program at Illinois was the same. And so, um, it went from something that was very therapeutic to something that was very competitive. And I saw like, you know, as, as kids, um, especially my generation, I felt like when we watched the Olympics, we, I always wanted to be in the Olympics. I wanted to be, you know, either a basketball player or uh, a track and field athlete, you know, I'm 41. So like Flojo was really popular Mm -hmm. and um, Jackie Joyner Kersey. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that I could do it um, and still pursue those Olympic dreams, but mm-hmm. at the Paralympic level was was amazing. And so that was like my drive um, at Illinois. And then after after Illinois, um, you know, I moved to Wisconsin and, it, you know, the Paralympics was my number one goal. Mm-hmm. And I think we did really well. We won oh, yeah. lots of our gold medals <laughs> in 2004 and 2008. And so, you know, the way I'm talking about it is how all my teammates felt about it. And uh-huh. so I think collectively, you know, you get 12 strong, very driven women together, mm-hmm. wanting to reach a common goal. It's it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You just naming those athletes, you know, I kind of grew up around that time too. First of all, like seeing female athletes, right? Yes. And then, um, for you, though, who was sort of kind of your role models in terms of Paralympic, I guess? Yeah. So it's funny because my best friend, Christina Rip Schwab, mm-hmm. uh, she's married now. So but Christina Rip, I mean, she's younger than me. But when I first met her, um, she's was just amazing. She just had all this confidence. She was incredible in her basketball chair. Um, and even though she's younger than me and now she's my best friend, she was always my role model. Mm -hmm. Um, she has spina bifida, Mm -hmm. so she was disabled at birth. Um, just incredible, incredible upper body strength. 
started playing wheelchair basketball at age eight, um, you know, dabbled with a couple local teams and then just got really good and made, I think, her first U.S. team at the age of 16. Mm-hmm. And so when I met her, that was in 99, you know, she was obviously a star on the team already. And I had been, um, when I made the team in 99, it was kind of fate because I was the 16th player. So international basketball, you can only take 12 and then Mm -hmm. the others are alternates. And for some reason, I just got so lucky. Like one person had a concussion, so they dropped out. Another person was getting married and they dropped out. And, you know, it's just like all the four spots that I was behind all of a sudden like we're gone and I made the team and so and go. <laughs> yeah it was it was fate and so then I you know I built uh, a really great friendship with Christina and you know to this day she's still my role model <laughs> awesome awesome well I hope she she hears that and listens to this <laughs> podcast that's awesome yeah I'm super curious about just this mindset adaption of going from an athlete who now is wheelchair in the wheelchair. What do you think, like, can you tell me a little bit about changing this mindset and what do you think helped you in getting to this level? Yeah. You know, it was really difficult at first to switch that mindset. Um, You know, you see your life or you've lived your life one way for so long Mm -hmm. and then quite drastically everything changes you know it's not over time and and some people yeah it does affect them over time but for me it was like you know one day I was in a car accident and I woke up and I was paralyzed Mm -hmm. and it was difficult but I think when Tony came to um, my rehab and he talked about you know not just wheelchair basketball but how my life could still continue um the way I want it to just, you know, I'd have to live it creatively. I think that helped me bridge the gap between being a stand-up athlete to Mm -hmm. an athlete with a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I just needed to know that I could be okay as a person with a physical disability. And then the athlete, the athletic side came next. Mm. And so that conversation, you know, kind of going hand in hand, you know, he, he just talked about his life. And I think he even said that a couple of nights before he came to see me, he got really drunk and fell out of his wheelchair. I mean, not that you want to tell like a a newly 18 year old girl that story, but it kind of made it feel real. Yeah. He's being very truthful. Normal. Yeah. (laughs) Got drunk and exactly like it doesn't matter that you're in a wheelchair you can still go out and party and so when he so he talked to me first about life and then when he introduced basketball it wasn't like I was I was I was very open to the idea and I think that conversation like I said helped bridge the gap had it been someone just like you know introduced basketball to me I think it would have been a little different Mm -hmm. um but the fact that he was like you could still do everything you're doing you're just gonna have to be creative Mm. in your life using a wheelchair and so that just kind of for me in my head that translated as okay well then I can still be an athlete then yeah I just have to do it creatively I really like that living more creative. I really like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Well, you recently won a writing award. Is that right? Yeah. Let's hear about this book, Unstoppable. Tell us all about yeah. it. Of what you can so, tell us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I can talk about it. Actually. Awesome. <laughs> so I had um, 
in my undergraduate at Valparaiso University, I had this amazing professor who taught children's literature. Mm. And she would just start the class with like loads and loads of kids' books. And that was like 1998. And from then I, you know, she planted that seed early. And I'm like, I'm going to write a, I'm going to write a children's book. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's going to be about, but I'm going to write one. And then, you know, throughout my life, um, my education is an education. So both my undergraduate degree and my master's degree are in education. And I've taught, you know, in three different districts, three different states, um, and being in the classroom, I started noticing the lack of literature around people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of sparked um, my book idea. And so after I had my second daughter, I started writing. Um, and, you know, I have zero experience in the writing industry. So I was just, you know, attending conferences and going to writing critiques and doing all like I could to get better, you know, just like an athlete would, Yeah. Um, you know, practice makes permanence. So that's what I was doing. And so I started um, really narrowing my focus on what I wanted to write about and what I thought would be most beneficial in the world of literature. And so my book Unstoppable is about 15 athletes with physical disabilities, and it just talks about their kind of their journey in life and what they've accomplished and what they're doing now. And so I submitted to Lee and Lowe Books um, New Voices Award and I got the runner up prize, which was so exciting. Mm -hmm. um, it was a cash prize. And I knew just based on what I've learned in the writing industry that nothing is for certain. So I was like, okay, I won this cash prize, but I still have to work to get this book published. And then within, you know, 20 minutes of the press release going live, they then offered me a contract. Wow. And so I'm, I'm so excited. I just, I am so passionate about sharing, you know, the lives of these athletes with everyone. You know, mm -hmm. I see it in my, my kids, my kids don't, you know, it's not shocking when they see someone with a disability, you know, obviously because they're around me, I have a lot of friends who have physical disabilities and I want, every kid to have that experience mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter if their parent is able-bodied or not um i just think that the conversation around physical disabilities needs to change Absolutely. and the best yeah. way to do that is you know at an early age and through um a children's book mm -hmm. and so um right now we're in the revising phase i have a couple i have two ways that we can go about the book um, I have a lot of women. I have a few men. It just depends on um, what the editor at Lee and Lowe wants to pursue. So right. I'm really excited. No, yeah, I'm, these, I'm excited too. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. And these athletes are incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I don't like to use the word inspiration a lot because I feel like it could be used really loosely when we talk about people with physical disabilities. Yeah. And it could be used, you know, incorrectly. But these athletes that I have written about are so amazing. Like they inspire me to do, want to do something else. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if I could give a quick example, I, I have, um, this lady, her name is Muffy Davis. Mm -hmm. Um, she was paralyzed in a ski accident. So she was on the U S junior ski team, like on her way to the Olympics. Mm. And she was on a downhill run, you know, just a practice run. And then 
like lost control or whatnot and then slammed into a tree. Mm. She broke her back at a high level. I think she's T5. I can't remember. Um, which is like the thoracic level. So uh, about her chest, paralyzed her around her chest. Mm. And then she transitioned to monoskiing. She won like five medals at the Paralympics, um, retired from monoskiing, got married, had a kid. And at like the age of 41, 42, got back into hand cycling. And she was doing it as mm. this kind of exercise to get back into shape. And then, of course, like all athletes, you know, she got that competitive drive. Yeah went on to London to win three gold medals um, at the 2012, yeah, 2012 games in hand cycling at the age of 42. And she, you know, with her accomplishments, she set a Guinness book world uh, of world record. um, And, (laughs) and she was um, on the governing, she's on the governing board for the International Paralympic Committee. Mm Mm-hmm. And she was just elected to the Idaho legislature. Wow. I mean, she's just incredible. Killing yeah, it. Killing it. I mean, all, that all says all so way. much about, like, that is an athlete, I tell you. And transitioning sports and just that competitive nature. And, right. man, that's awesome. So her story is right. going to be reflected in your book. I hope so. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it'll depend. Like I said, there's a couple of versions that I have that I sent. Um, so, you know, traditional picture level picture book level Mm -hmm. is like ages three to eight Mm -hmm. and then middle grade is like ages nine to 12. So I've written a couple, so it just depends, but yes, hopefully she will be featured um, because she's one of my, one of my favorites. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can't wait to get that for my little man. Where can we kind of follow? I know you have Instagram sort of an unstoppable kind of page, right? Going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And everything's still um, under my name. So Patty Cisneros Prevo. On my Instagram and on Facebook, I am doing a online social media series Mm -hmm. just to kind of highlight some of the athletes in my book and other athletes with physical disabilities. And I do it every week so people can kind of get a taste of what's going to be coming in um, the Unstoppable book. Yeah, cool. Well, I think this kind of leads me to my next question, what you're trying to do with the book. What would you tell a young athlete out there who is going through or has gone through an injury that might alter what they believe was their path in the sport world? Yeah, I think first and foremost, like surround yourself with people who are going to support you, encourage you, love you through the ups and downs. Um, I look back at my own life and I know that I'm here I'm where I'm at today because of that support. My my mom, my dad, my siblings, all my aunts and uncles and my friends, like they always believed in me. They supported me. Um, you know, if I wanted to try something, someone was willing to give me a ride. Mm-hmm. Um, they came and watched me. So I think that's the first thing, like surround yourself with people who are going to push you forward. And then um for me, I think the biggest thing is uh, setting goals. Mm. You know, you might not be in a place, but just little things like, okay, by the end of this week, I'm just going to, I'm going to get up. I'm going to push around the block. I'm going to run around the block or whatever it is. Um, and, you know, little goal, uh, set a little goal and then set a bigger goal and then set another big goal. You know, I think it's, it takes baby steps. I think anyone who has big dreams aren't gonna, they're not gonna accomplish it immediately. Mm -hmm. It takes hard work, it takes, you know, goal setting, it takes step by step action. And I think 
you know, for someone who might be struggling, I would say, you know, don't look at the whole picture yet. Take little steps. And when you're ready, then you can look at the big plan. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Because yeah. it's just so easy to get overwhelmed with all of, yes. all of it, I am sure. Right. Well, Patty, thanks so much for being on. Um, we're super excited about the book and what you're doing. Um, yeah. And we ask every one of our interviewees how they live out the fit philosophy. So how do you find the time to balance performance, health, intellect, and taking time for self and all of your, your busyness going on and being a mom and coaching? Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I was uh -huh. but, you know, I think um, after I became a mom, um, it was really important for me to make the time for myself mm -hmm. because, you know, you can really easily get lost in your children, which is great, you know, but you also have to take care of your own self. So mm -hmm. for me, now that my youngest is in preschool part time, you know, I have three hours to myself in the morning yes. and I make sure that I stretch, I breathe, I get massages, I work out, um, you know, I do emails or whatever I need to do for myself. I make sure that I, I do it in that three hour chunk. Mm -hmm. I don't do anything for the kids. I don't, you know, I don't go buy them something or I don't do, you know, whatever they need for projects or class. Like that time is my time. Yeah. And I have found that it really helps me balance my my health and my mind and, you know, my soul. It mm -hmm. really it really helps me be a better mother, too, because I've given myself some time. And when they get home from school, then I can focus, you know, switch my focus to them. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, I get that. <laughs> yeah. How old is your, your he, he is two. And uh, oh, okay. yeah, he's a, uh, he's a busy guy. So yeah, <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> well, Patty, um, again, thanks for, thanks for being on. We're really excited about the book and um, we'll be continuing to follow you in your journey. Awesome. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for this opportunity. I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Have a, a great day and looking forward to hearing about you in the future. Great. Okay. Thank you. Uh -huh. Bye, Fatty. Bye. Thank you to our sponsor today, Sentimano Counseling. Sentimano Counseling is the premier perinatal mental health practice in Kansas City, treating mood disorders during pregnancy and postpartum, perinatal loss, infertility, eating, and exercise disorders. Go to Sentimano.com for further information about the practice and services. For additional information on today's topic and guests, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fit for a queen Hashtag fit for a queen. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We can't wait for you to join us next time on Fit for a Queen. Bye, queens.